Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Meetings continue to go on between the Eagles and their head coach, but they lost on Monday night. He's still the head coach now. And so the signs continue to point to Nick Sirianni returning, nothing official, conversations ongoing. There are expected to be changes on the defensive side of the football. But right now, Nick Sirianni still has a job, and it's trending to staying that way. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, I need those sorries. Welcome on in. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, 215-592-9494. Kyle Quinn behind the glass on a Monday after Division Around weekend. And as we await official declaration Though it sounds like we're trending towards Sirianni coming back. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philly. Hey, man, keep y'all, the bicycle riders, keep y'all ass off the, uh, the street, man. Get your ass on the sidewalk. Sidewalks for bicycle riders, says Hugh, and we say good morning on a Monday. And look, Hugh, I like the story of the NFL this week. We'll get to the games and, and setting up title game weekend. Lions and the Niners and the Chiefs and the Ravens, but Boy, we Detroit Lions fans, woo! though, man, good, good for them. Google. I feel yeah, good for that city. For them, man. Yeah, congrats. I do feel good for them. It's been a long time. I don't feel good for us though, because we're trending towards Sirianni coming back. And oh, he coming back. Yeah, well, it here's, feels like he coming back. Here's what it feels like. It feels like the spin from the Eagles is going to be Sirianni with two new coordinators. Everything's okay. We'll we'll put some paint on the walls here. Yes, and we'll and the house will be fine. Yes, and I don't like it. I, I'm not okay with this, guys. The idea that he's coming back here to be the head coach—that's where we're trending with two new coordinators. It, it strikes me as a half-hearted measure. Like you're halfway towards not taking away what he does here because you're giving all the power to these coordinators anyway, and you're delaying the inevitable because I think we've seen this guy is not a great football coach. And and what worries me about this is I just f- find it hard to have continuity. We did this last year where they had really good coordinators, good hires, whether it was Howie or it was Nick choosing his own guys, whatever. They had Steichen and they again, and then they ran away to become head coaches because they were good. Mm-hmm. Well, if they get new coordinators or any good, there's a real chance they'll become head coaches, and then we're in this boat again. I want continuity. I want to have a three-, four-, five-year run with this group, and I think it's hard to do that when you're constantly changing coordinators. It feels to me like a half-hearted measure. I don't get it. I'm not okay with it. Hugh, 
if Sirianni's back with two new coordinators, are you all right with it? It all depends on who the two coordinators are. But to, to answer your question flat out, Joe, yes, I, I have no, I have to have no problem with it. I think that they feel that if they go out and get the right two guys, because it's all predicated on if they get the right sure. two guys. Sure, yeah, it's a big part of it. And, and I'm pretty sure with, with your concerns about them potentially leaving to go somewhere else, it's probably going to be two guys that are probably going to be more settled or, or more veteran and don't have aspirations of being head coaches. Or maybe, you know, you go the route of, of getting guys that have had, you know, a chance to be a head coach, but that's not really what they're suited for. Maybe they'll go that route. But – the bottom line is this. I think that they feel that with everything that's swirling around this team, that Coach Sirianni wasn't the biggest issue that was going on with this football team. And that's one of the main reasons why he's looked at the way that he's looked at. Not so much as a, a guy that's a scapegoat, but it's like, you know, he just caught a bad break, I guess. I guess that's the way they're kind of looking at it. Like, he just caught a bad break. Well, they could look at it like that. They could. And, and and they could look at it like he's not the problem here. I look at it as he's in charge of the coaching staff, and the coaching staff wasn't good enough down the stretch. I mean, and he's got to take responsibility for that. It's not just, hey, it's my coordinators. And, Hugh, you brought up an interesting idea there, that maybe they'll bring in guys that are a bit, little bit later in their career so they don't have as much head coaching aspiration or they won't be hot names, right? Like Steichen and Gannon were young, so then they did well, and they became hot names in the coaching market. You may be right. But my thing with that is then are you really getting the best coordinator? Sometimes it works out. Like Steve, I think so. Steve Spagnuolo worked out for Andy, right? He was yeah. a head coach, failed at it, but he's obviously a tremendous defense coordinator. But I wonder, are you really getting the best guys? Because if I want the best possible young offensive coordinator or just offensive coordinator, if I'm, a, I'm afraid they're going to leave to become a head coach, then I'm like, am I really getting the best guy? I think it's a weird scenario to set it up where he's got to hire two new coordinators. And by the way – there was a story, Ralph Bacchiano from Fox Sports wrote this weekend that the, the thought is that Sirianni could come back, may come back, but he's got to fire both coordinators, get rid of both coordinators. And if we're doing that, it's like, man, is he really? Is it really his staff if he's forced to fire these coordinators? I think it is. I think he's going to have some input. I think there's going to be a, a template, if you will. Like, you're probably not going to – be able to go the same route that you went last time because I think that, that that's somewhat of a, a, a failed experiment. I don't think it's going to be a young coordinator. I think it's going to be somebody that has a little bit more seasoning in the NFL game. I would not be surprised. Like the name that I've been hearing a lot, of, a lot about, and I mentioned the name last week in Les Frazier, Leslie Frazier. Mm-hmm. It's a guy that's been a head coach and a defense coordinator. Uh, I, I think it's got to be a name that's going to get Eagles fans excited. Wing Martindale excites me. The name, the just the name, sure. and, and and what he would, what we saw firsthand, blitzing, yeah, what he did. I think that excites Eagles fans. Now, as far as offenses are concerned, that's still kind of up in there because we we don't know what the what the exact issue was with our offense. We're still trying to figure that out, and we know that there's a relationship between Jalen Hurts and Coach Johnson. We know that there's an established relationship there. So I think it has to be something that is going to get this Eagle fans excited or get this Eagles fan base, I should say, excited about having Coach Sirianni back. And the only two things that can do that are two guys that when Eagle fans hear their name, they know their body of work and they're comfortable with that. Yeah, and then, and look, there may be some names out there, and there are some names out there that could be interesting candidates. We'll get to those as the show goes on today. But I just wonder what the point of Sirianni is if you're just giving him all these coordinates. Like, 
What is his role here? He's a motivator. But they he they didn't he didn't motivate them down the stretch to play yeah, well. Weird. I kinda... just I wonder what he does well to keep his job. Motivator. I, I, but he didn't motivate them. Right. So CEO, right, in charge of the game. I don't think they're great within the game. He got he got totally schooled by Jonathan Gannon in that fourth quarter of that game against the the Arizona Cardinals. Motivation not there. They quit down the stretch. Like what? I'm questioning the point of Sirianni. If you have to give him two people to to prop him up, it's like weekend at Bernie's, but a coach, it's a dead coach on the sideline, <laughs> and we're propping him up and holding him up. What's the point of lame the coach? Duck, lame duck walking. Well, lame duck walking. There's also that aspect of it. I, I'm curious, and I know the PR would be bad for the Eagles. Do they extend Sirianni's contract, or they're just going to let it play out? I mean, Doug Peterson got an extension. After he went to the Super Bowl, Sirianni's never got a new contract, so we're just going to play this thing out. I think that's probably what you're going to look at. Oh, because great! I think there's that a works. lot. I think that there's a lot that's in play here because you still can't. I think that one of the issues is, and why he's still here as a coach, is because you really can't. When we talk about this team, and if you're being honest with yourself, we can't really pinpoint where the problem was. I can. You know, you no. You're speculating, no, I, But No, I can. Th- their defense was bottom of the league. Oh, I thought you were about to say it was the coach's fault. But with, I don't he, give a shit. He's in charge of this. The <laughs> defense was bad, and the quarterback went backwards. The defense did regress. And the one thing that I noticed this weekend, if you're being real, realistic with yourself, Eagles fans, you looked at this weekend. There ain't no way if we'd have got past this second, if we'd have got past Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we could have competed with any of those teams. The that Lions played this would have put up forty yesterday. Fifty <laughs> we could compete because the way those defenses played this weekend, baby, them cats came to play. They did. Those they... corners came to tackle, and like the the biggest thing that stuck out to me was really how how much of a struggle it was for yards after the catch. Like it was a struggle because guys were yep. coming up. And they were contesting throws, and, and when you made it, they were tackling immediately. And I'm like, no, nah, we, we ain't got that kind of squad on the back end. We, we don't have that kind of squad. Yeah, no, we don't. No, we don't. They got a lot of work to do there. 215-592-9494. We'll go to the phone lines here in a second. I just look at the CEO kind of coaches that win in the NFL, and I think it's really hard for those guys to sustain it because they lose their coordinators. They're always playing the coordinator shuffle. J- John Harbaugh is probably the best CEO coach going right now. And and he's had some ups and downs because he had to change coordinators. If you're not calling the plays on one side, it's not easy to sustain it. And Hell to of just, a motivator too, though, man. John, John Harbaugh, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sirianni's not even close to him. He's as a motivator or a game planner. He's not in his class. I mean, he's just he's just not. I I, I think the Eagles, if they keep Sirianni and try to just surround him with good coordinators, are delaying the inevitable here. Kyle, before we go to the phone line, Sirianni back with two new coordinators. Would you be okay with it? No. I, no. So I, I you guys talking right there was reminding me of I was watching a TV series Fargo and in the in the one episode so this guy has a lawyer and he's supposed to be like fixer guy everything's hitting the fan and he looks at his lawyer and he's like what is the point of you like you're supposed to be fixer it's, this is how I feel about Nick Sirianni I don't know what the point of Motivator. Nick Sirianni is he's like motivating what Dallas Goddard came on this show and said they didn't try we just watched uh, a bunch of games however many games over this weekend Four, and yeah. those were teams that looked motivated I yeah, didn't they see looked, they looked man it was yeah. it was different it, this, it was different this was not a motivated football team over the last month I saw of the some season hungry individuals out there playing this weekend some yeah, real yeah. I saw yeah I did too, and I saw a dead team last Monday night. This is the opposite of what the Eagles looked like. So, uh, and the one thing, like, I, I, if we're going to talk about uh, the, the salvaging this offense, salvaging the quarterback, I think a big thing has to be continuity with Jalen Hurts. 
And if we're going to go through this coordinator carousel where we have a, a, a hot new offensive coordinator and he gets poached up, we're not going to have any court, uh, any continuity with the coach or sorry, yeah, with the coach and the quarterback. So I would like to, I would much rather have a head coach who owns his offense, commands his offense, and then we'd be able to get continuity that way. I just don't know what the point of Nick Sirianni. Would you like is. me to speculate further why Coach Sirianni is here? Sure, because I I feel like this is why this is this process has taken as long as it's taken. I feel like before the wheels fell off this wagon, like there was a lot of confidence in Coach Sirianni. Obviously, that that's the case. I think that going into this season, there were a lot of question marks about the quarterback and his leadership abilities. And I feel like with those stories being leaked out as early as like, what, week four, week five, where there started to be little, you know, Stories coming out about how Jalen Hurts is not the leader that they would like him to be, how they would like him to be more at the forefront and everything like mm. that. I feel like that's part of the reason why they're not putting it all on Coach Sirianni. Because the quarterback, like at the end of the day, there's only so much control that Coach Sirianni is going to have from the sideline. The quarterback has to be the vocal leader and the guy that really leads, is the leader of men, I, I should say. Coach Sirianni is like the guy that's going to be back there, and he's going to put you in the right direction and point the boat on the right path. But the quarterback has to be the guy that leads the squad. That's why I feel like this is such a hard decision for for Mr. Lurie to make because of that factor there. There were a lot of rumblings coming out early on how people wished that Jalen would be more of a, of, of a guy that was at the forefront and said a whole lot more. Stories coming out now that Buddy was aloof. And when he got paid, he got even more aloof. Yeah, those are out there, and we'll get to it. It feels like deja vu here in Philadelphia with a Joe Santa Liquido article. We'll get to all that and the Jalen Hurts stuff. And Hugh, you may be right on that, that that, that maybe they look at it as, as Hurts' decline or regression as both a leader and a player contributed more to where they are than just Sirianni. And I say, what does Sirianni do to deserve to keep the job? Like, not so much was it all his fault. I'll, I'll agree, it probably wasn't all his fault. He did, I mean, he doesn't build the defense. He's an offensive guy. I just here's my last thing on this. I I'm okay giving a young coach or manager in baseball time to evolve and figure it out. If I believe there's greatness there, do you really think there's greatness as a coach with Nick Sirianni? I think there's something there. I think yes. there's possible goodness. I n- I've never felt greatness when I watch Nick Sirianni. <laughs> he could be good. I mean, you put the right coordinators around, they could win. They did last year. The quarterback plays well. Like, what's the the upside though? Like, I don't think we have the next great NFL coach here, so just get him out and get someone I new. Think, I think there's something good there. And good. It, it is but goodness. <laughs> not, you do think there's greatness. Goodness. I think that there's something great there. Woo! And the unfortunate part about all of this is that everything that we endeared ourselves to about Coach Sirianni right now is working against him. The the his His press conferences and some of the goofy stuff that he says – his antics on the sideline. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. All of that right now. Because it's amazing to me. Like, I, as I sit here and I think about the last couple of months, we love this man for his, uh, you know, his in-your-face attitude and telling people, back up off me, I know what I'm doing and all that other stuff. Even when he was going up the tunnel. Now, when he was going up the tunnel against the Kansas City game, he told the fans to be quiet. 
I thought that was a little bit over the top. It was. And, and you saw the PR guys. It was, ah, that's a little bit too much, Coach. All that's working against Coach Sirianni right now. Of course it is. It's working against him Yeah, right because now. it rubbed people the wrong way. They, they come back when times are bad. It's really just one question the organization needs to ask themselves. It's not about what he did, whether he was in the Super Bowl two years ago, whatever. It's can he fix this? I think it's pretty I, I think I, it's obvious that no, they feel like he can. Well, he showed me nothing over this last this season, this last month, to to say that he is the guy that can get this fixed. I think it's way more likely for Nick Sirianni that he comes back and is fired at the end of next year than gets him to a Super Bowl ever again. I mean that's just the way I feel right now. Bruce is in DC up first this morning on the midday show. Hey Bruce. Oh wow. I'm <laughs> I'm number one. Good number morning, one. Kelly. You're the leadoff hitter. The leadoff hitter today, Bruce. Uh, what are you feeling, buddy? Yes. I'm, all right. Awesome. I, I like that role. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, great, great discussion. Um, you know, I, I, hey, like I said, I, I've said this before. I, as, as a 22-year military war vet, retired now, um, you know, one of the things that we have, and, and, and football is a lot like, uh, organizing and, and, and executing a mission. It's not that much different. Um, and one of the things that we will often say is, you know, the absence of good leadership um, results in mission failure. This is the same thing with Sirianni. Uh, and, and, and one of the things that, that, that was already said is that, okay, you, you know, he, 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 he deserves some success. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, when they were winning, but, you really got to see the other side of him, the lack of emotional uh, and strategic maturity that he faces as it's inexperienced because and the team was in crises, and this is the thing I can't wrap myself around. It is, it is, you really get to know a good leader when things go wrong. And he was unable to fix and come up with a strategy. A good coach will you know, make those adjustments. We saw some of that in yesterday's uh, games. They come up with a game plan. And he kept saying, oh, we're going to fix this, we're going to fix this. Well, oh, if I, if I was going to fix the problem now, I, I would have figured it out. No, he is part of the problem. And what's going to happen is that we're going to keep – even if we get good coordinators, we're going to go into next season, we're going to have to rebuild the defense. We got even pieces on the offense. Let's say, for example, they don't keep swift. You know, um, uh, we, we got adjustments that we, we, might, we, we might not have age. Do we honestly believe – that even with the corners, uh, that uh, Sirianni is going to be able to put together and formulate a strategy for his team to execute the mission. Hell no. That's not going to happen. Okay? It is part of the problem, and we're going we're to have a wasted season, probably mediocre at best. We're not going to be able to fix the issues with Jalen because of his disconnect. Jalen needs to be coached up. He needs to have – a coaching staff to include the head coach that gets him to the side and says, okay, these are the things, sit down in the room, uh, in, 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 in the, uh, in the film, film room and, and go over some of these things. And even in the practices, you need to change that. Philosophy. Of course. I mean, because Bruce, you're, Bruce, you're right. What, what, I think the way you said it there is, is correct. Like he, he had a chance to fix this thing and rescue it in the middle of the season. And he just let it go off the rails. And it's like, now we're just That's like, right. well, he had bad coordinators. Well, well, all right, then what is his role here? That's like, what's the point right. of Sirianni? And Bruce, we appreciate, always appreciate the phone call. It's almost like we're diminishing what he does. It's just as coordinators. What does he do? I think, I think part, of the, part of the issue is, and I'm speculating again, and, and that was a great you know, rant about you know, being a leader and all this other stuff. I think sometimes as leaders, 
we put too much trust in the guys that that we've worked with. Mm. And, and I will say this about Jalen, and, and again, I don't know this to be true, but there was something that happened from the time that Jalen became the guy that almost beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl to the time that Jalen became $255 million quarterback. Something changed. Now, I said going into the season, there's going to be some adversity. That might be a fin- financial adversity. What I mean by that, folks, is you know the guy got paid. His offseason is different. His, his, uh, his availability is at an all-time high. Like, people want to be around Jalen. Like, his circle has changed drastically. So, for a young man in a situation that he's in who, who normally, in a situation like the one that he would have been in in the previous offseason, your time is cut. Your time is diminished because you have more engagements that you have to do. You have to build your brand. And he did a tremendous job of doing that. Even his social circle has changed. Can you imagine some of the women before they find they found out that Jalen had a girlfriend that were potentially sliding into his DMs and things of that nature? That I don't know any young man in his position that could maintain that focus. And when you look at it, there's only a few quarterbacks that have done what Jalen has done that have come back in the, the second season, the season after they've gotten paid and had a stellar season. It ain't a whole lot of guys that have done that. Well, so there's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, and that's all here, right? You're right, and it's it's wonderful. Also, I don't care. I know you don't, I but mean, it's like, a part I, of it. No, I'm not saying I don't care your point. It's an interesting point. I he, He's got to be better. He he does, but, Joe, that's a hard uh, well, thing to then, do. Well, then maybe they shouldn't have paid him. Just think about it like this. Who who was uh who was your who was your crush before you married your lovely wife? Who did you have? Like a crush on that was a celebrity. Yes, na- oh, I was gonna say na- name them. Please. Yeah, name this he don't person. Have to name out there. Wait, wait, don't, don't, don't. Like a celebrity crush. Celebrity crush. You mean I don't know? Before I was married, Britney yeah. Spears. Sure, Britney Spears. F- fine. Yeah. Just say all of a sudden. I mean, when I was thirteen, yeah, of course. <laughs> Just say I mean, that was sudden. my wheelhouse. Just say all of a sudden, you become. The face of the franchise here for the Eagles, and all of a sudden, Britney Spears. I'm just using this as an example. It's a good one. Yeah, she just starts sliding your DM, talking about, "Hey, Joe, you know, congratulations. Hey, c- come to Vegas, hang out with me at the Sphere." Sounds like you're putting your <laughs> mind into the my reality. Said, I didn't say no, Britney I know, Spears. I know. He said Britney Spears. Yeah, and I'm obviously, just saying, it'd be a distraction. It's yeah. a it's a huge distraction. But that goes with the job. First, per, prime example: Travis Kelsey, star. You know, hanging out with Taylor Swift. Yeah. He had a bad stretch. Did score two touchdowns yesterday. Yes, he did. Yesterday. Yes. But he had a bad – it's the same thing, man. It's a distraction. But guess what? As the head coach, you got to manage all this stuff and get your team to a high level. And and he worked through that. Let's let Jalen work through this. I'm I'm letting Jalen work through it. And let Nick Sirianni help. No, Nick can can watch on TV like the rest of us. Watch MTV? Watch on TV. I thought you said MTV. Is MTV still a thing anymore? I don't know. No, he can Barely. watch he can watch on television like I do. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. It feels like we're trending towards Sirianni back with, oh, he's two, coming back, with two new coordinators. Are you okay with this? I mean, I'm oh. not. I, I went down kicking and screaming on Friday, and now I'm just I'm just not okay with this. Hugh is we'll get to all your phone calls after break. Are you all right with this? And Ian Rapport and Mike Garafol had the latest on what's going on with the coordinator changes and what names should we have keep an eye on? Is the Eagles already Got to sigh out of here. I guess that was the weirdest soft firing of all time. And we already knew he was fired. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they, they fired him two months ago. But they need a new defensive coordinator. We'll give you some of the latest names out there. And, of course, your phone calls. 215-592-9494. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. couple major decisions yesterday. First of all, Sean Desai, their defensive coordinator, who, of course, was stripped of play calling late this season, ended up going the wrong way for the Philadelphia Eagles. Bad move for their defense and struggled down the stretch. He has been let go by Sirianni. Been a defensive coordinator twice. I would expect him to land in a prime position again this year. Rough, rough situation the way he ended the year for the Philadelphia Eagles, and now he is out. Meanwhile, defensive assistant Matt Patricia, according to colleague Tom Pelissero and myself, he is now out of contract with the Eagles. His contract has expired, and he is likely to seek an opportunity elsewhere. That means the Eagles and Nick Sirianni are likely are going to have to find a new defensive coordinator. Shocking. Shocking here, everyone. The Eagles make some changes at defensive coordinator. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giller. There was Ian Rappaport. Talking about changes here. And the weird part about this weekend is all the reporting is like Sirianni's making these decisions. He's changing stuff. Yet no one will come out and say he's the head coach. It's like it's, it's a very strange operation the Eagles are running here where they're leaving Sirianni out there to dangle. We assume he's going to be the I don't coach. I so. that, that would be so bad. I know. Well, they did do this to Doug. Doug had a meeting. Doug actually <laughs> yeah. had his end of season press conference. And then about, what, five, six days later, he got axed. So we'll see. I mean, it, right now it's very likely Sirianni's back with two new coordinators yesterday. I mean, that news about Desai and Patricia, that's the biggest non-news ever. I mean, of course, of course they're gone. They, they weren't here anyway, especially Desai was fired in the season. They just didn't tell him, and they put him up in the booth. All right, as far as coordinators and who could be replacing these guys, we'll get to some of the defensive names that are out there. Hugh brought up one Leslie Frazier a few minutes ago. What about offense? If Brian Johnson does 
either get a head coaching job or just they fire him. Who could it be? Here's a name Mike Garofolo brought to the table this weekend. And now we do know that Howie Roseman, the general manager, and Sirianni have both been reaching out to prospective assistants. We expect changes to the staff if Sirianni remains. But that has yet to be seen. Right now, we know there's going to be a defensive coordinator change. Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, interviewing for multiple head coaching jobs. If there's a change on that side of the ball and Sirianni stays, Jim Bob Cooter, who was a consultant a couple of years ago, currently with the Colts, could be in play there. But in the meantime, we sit and we wait for some kind of declaration. So Jim we Bob wait. Cooter. What do you think? Jim Bob Cooter, former Lions offensive corner. Back. This is like during the Stafford days. I believe mm-hmm. he was there at one point. I think that what you're trying to do now, and he was talking about working at Indianapolis and working with Coach Steichen. Yep. Maybe, maybe you're trying to figure out how to, to fix your young quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Maybe that, that's something. I, I think that familiarity with the quarterback is, is going to be huge. We thought we had that with Coach Johnson. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And I also think that it's going to be important for somebody to come in and understand Jalen's skill set and try to marry – the offense to what Jalen does well. Mm. Like, I think, like, when you when we talk about this and we talk about the, the turnaround, I, I, that's why I feel like this team is fixable because Jalen did some really good things this year. Now, there were some parts in this game where it regressed, obviously, and a lot of us feel like that was because of his injury or the fact that, you know, his, his knee wasn't as, as, as healthy as he needed to be. Well, his injury, like I said, his injury. So I, I feel like in order to get this offense back on track, you have to – Marry as close as you can what he's comfortable and familiar with with your philosophy and then add some wrinkles in there with that. And then I think you can get right back on track. So Jim Bob Cooter, because that's the first offense coordinator name that's out there. He, he's got an that's interesting – it is. He has an interesting background. He's worked with a lot of different quarterbacks and good ones. So he was an offensive assistant with Peyton Manning with the Colts back in the day. He ended up with Andy Reid – as an actually no, this was the year before we got there. I guess that's how he knows Sirianni. Twenty twelve, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He was an offensive quality control coach. Sirianni was on that twenty twelve staff, I believe, in Kansas City. Then he went to Denver, offensive assistant Peyton Manning there. Then he worked closely with Matthew Stafford in Detroit, quarterback coach. Then offense coordinator. He was actually here, Jim Bob Cooter, Sirianni's first year, twenty twenty one, as a consultant. So he's got a feel for Hertz and what yeah. they do here. Then he was, uh, two years ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars passing game coordinator. I thought that was Trevor Lawrence's best year. And then last year, offensive coordinator for the Colts in a pretty good year they had. So that he's, I, he's got an interesting resume. It's pretty good, his resume. He's yeah, been around and, a lot. It looks like you know, he, hasn't, he hasn't been up for too many head coaching jobs. No. So that might be, that might be the fit that you're looking for. You're not, you're not afraid he's going to leave. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not afraid. He is kind of young, though. He's only 39. But, yeah, I mean, he hasn't – you're right. He hasn't been in that mix for head coach yet. And then when you look at the trend for most teams in the NFL and, and their head coaching search, they want to go younger. They want to go young and innovative. So he might be a guy, Joe, that when you look at him, he might be safe. He might be safe for you for the next couple, three years. All right, let me give you two names that are out there right now for defensive coordinator. You brought up uh, Leslie Frazier. I certainly think that's an option. Diana Rossini threw out two names this weekend. Wink Martindale. Wink. And Ryan Nielsen. So the, the Nielsen guy actually has a weird connection to you. We'll get to that in a second. So you like Wink, the idea of Wink? Well, Wink, Wink. I think Wink moves the meter. Wink gets Eagles fans excited, well, he'll in my opinion. Yeah, they know he's going to bring him. And, and you're talking about a team that has up front, the front four, which I'm I'm kind of focusing on. They got some they got some salty individuals up front, so I think Wink will like that opposed to what he had in New York. And then I got to thinking about it this morning though, Joe. 
isn't it kind of ironic the timing of everything that Wink has done? Wink said, "No, I'm I'm cool. I'm kind of going to step away from the game." Apparently, he cursed out Brian Dable and left the left the end of the season meeting. Well, he yeah, didn't want to be there. They was like, "Yeah, we trying to get it get get you back right." So maybe maybe a change of scenery is good for Wink. You know, especially when you cuss out the head coach. Yeah, and he had a lot of success in Baltimore. The, the Giants, he didn't really have much success there, though. They didn't have many players, so it's tough to evaluate how he ranked. It would be a major departure from the Eagles' philosophy. They don't blitz. They they want to limit big plays. I mean, it'd be a total one eighty. The other name that Diana Rossini brought up here is Ryan Nielsen. Now, Ryan Nielsen this past year was the defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. They actually had a pretty good defense. He was with the Saints before that. Uh, he was up for the LSU defensive coordinator job before he you know he stayed in uh, New Orleans. But do you know the connection between you and Ryan Nielsen, Hugh? No, I believe, and I, you would. I mean, I think you'd know this better than me if you remember. I think for a very brief period. I like how you laugh when you Well, because I saw this this morning and I put, I put it together in my head. I believe you shared a meeting room. So Ryan Nielsen had a very, very brief, and I mean very brief, NFL career. He was an Eagle in training camp in 2002, defensive lineman, and his NFL career quickly ended, right? He got cut in training camp, and then he, I think, where he played, the USFL or something? I forget where he played. He played one year somewhere else out of the NFL, and then he moved to coaching very fast. But you. You were in that. You were on that team with him in training camp. Here. I was. Well, at least I don't know how long he lasted. Don't, you don't remember him, do you? Dude, don't remember. Name, like face. No, nah, I don't. Know. I do think he's interesting. Uh, Saints, Falcons had a good res. Had a, I thought that defense in Atlanta was pretty good this year. So Ryan Niels is the other name out there. See, these are the names out there as we assume, think, trend towards Sirianni back with two new coordinators. So it could be some co- sort of combination of Jim Bob Cooter and Wink Martindale. <laughs> Friend of mine just said, "Could you imagine the Cooter chance? Cooter, Cooter. We're not chanting for Sirianni. We're chanting for the coordinator. That's what they're setting up. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Some names out there as potential coordinators, but I'm not okay with this setup of Sirianni coming back, trying to prop him up with two new coordinators. I do not think this is a long term winning formula here. Our Twitter poll: If Nick Sirianni returns with two new coordinators, is that okay with you? How about this? People are just, ah, uh, I, you know." We've gotten soft here over the weekend. 65% yes with the idea of two new coordinators. Jeff in Wilmington. Hey, Jeff. Jeff. No, it's not okay with me. It's like a consolation prize. The winner gets to go to the Super Bowl, and the loser gets a lifetime supply of Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I mean, I do dude, like a dude, good macaroni and cheese. Or a Joe Gilio signed yeah. portrait. Yeah, or that. Dude, so Jeffrey Lurie's going to tell Nick to fire them, too, to keep his job. What's he going to do next? Cut his hand and then make him burn a... Uh, a card of a patron saint of third and uh, third down conversions in his hand to keep his job to stay in the family. What's up with what is going on here? This is insane. I know. Well, Jeff, it's it's like this is how the Doug thing ended because Doug at that point yeah. just put his foot down and said, "No, I'm not going to fire my guys." And you know, we'll see if we're, Nick may be at a point in his career where he just tries to save his own job, so he says, "Okay." But this is you're you're telling the coach, "I have no faith in you. You have to fire your coaches, and we're going to pick new ones for you." I firmly believe that this offense and Jalen can can be way better and be fixed. The problem I have with a defensive coach coming in here and wanting to blitz more, you actually have to have linebackers and defensive backs that can cover one on one, and the linebackers can can blitz or whatever. You got the reason why they don't because you're going to get burnt every time. We, we don't have any. None of our guys can cover one on one. And I think that's the main reason why they didn't blitz. Like, why would you? You're going to get crushed every single time. 
Well, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah. you said that when you first got here, you because people were saying, "Why don't this Gannon blitz?" And you were like, "Well, maybe the corners can't cover." Yeah, they, it's definitely yeah. watching this weekend. You could definitely see the deficiencies that we have on the back end, yeah. as opposed to other teams. But I will say this: we have some young players that are hungry, and, yeah, and they're ready we to do. play. We just need to find some linebackers, man. Like, think about yeah. it like this, Jeff: if we're going play into was awesome this week, oh, uh, Roquan Smith made every play in that game. Yeah, on but Saturday. If, if, if we go into this season, well, next year, I mm-hmm. should say. We're going to go into it with some young players on that back end. I mean, I'm consigned yeah. to that. And, and we might get some free agent guys, but I think it'll be work better for us if we go out well, and just draft some linebackers and some young players and let them play. We're going to have to do that because you're not going to be able to pay a whole lot of guys coming in here with, you know, with the salary cap thing. Well, of course. I mean, Jeff, and you add to it that Devontae Smith is up for a con- you know He's eligible yeah. to get paid this offseason. He's going to want his yeah. money. And, Jeff, we appreciate it. Give me my money. Well, that's going to impact how much they can spend on their side of the football. There is one more name out there, Hugh, potential defensive coordinator. So according to Ralph Vacchiano, Fox Sports, uh, he wrote that there was an internal belief they made a mistake last offseason passing on Denard Wilson. Of course, Denard is down in Baltimore now as their secondary coach. Remember, he wanted the defensive coordinator spot here, mm-hmm. and they, uh, they didn't give it to him, and then he went to Baltimore and if you watch that Baltimore defense, it's the they best in the league. They look salty. They went and got my boy Chuck Smith, Woo! too. He down there, too, with the linebackers. So, yeah, they, they're pretty salty. Yeah, that's an interesting one because that would be a big admission from Sirianni he made a mistake because Denard Wilson could have been the defensive coordinator last year, and they let him go to Baltimore. And I'm, I watched that Baltimore defense. It looks like they have 12 guys on the field. It looks like they have an extra player. That's how fast they get to the football. Tyrone in Middletown. What's up, Tyrone? Tyrone. Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, Tyrone. How's it going? Um... You know, one of the things that strike me is that uh, the press release that I heard over, I think it was yesterday, when they said that uh, Nick Sirianni uh, releases, uh, what's his name, Sean Desai. And I'm like, uh-oh. So I'm reading between the lines, and I'm like, I was expecting to hear Jeffrey Lurie releases Nick Sirianni. Because the reason I say that is because I think that, you know, from – my experience with um, watching sports as a fan is that the coaches that are most effective or coaches that are strong leaders, they inspire, and they can think on the fly. They can make decisions based on the situation repeatedly. And I think that one of the downsides that I see with the Eagles is that they, they're almost like they're stuck. In, like you, get a, you know how you drive a car with a stick and, and it's stuck in first gear. And I think the Eagles have never been able to shift from slow to fast, fast to slow, from, you know, the subtleties of the game. And that's one of the things that I see that they lack. And on top of that, the management seems to make emotional decisions as opposed to intellectually based decisions. It's like if, if, if you say, well, I like this guy. So I'm going to keep him. I like him so much that I'm going to keep him around. I mean, he he may not have had a good year, but I'm going to keep him around because I like this guy. And then this other guy, he might be the best at what he does, but, you know, I really don't like that guy. I'm, t- I'm talking about C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I'm talking about Epps. I'm talking about Edwards, the middle runner. Yeah, that, I'm glad you brought up C.J. G.J. He, he, that play early set the tone for that whole game yesterday, that interception he had. You got well, not only that. Football is football. Football is getting in, getting dirt in your hands, eating dirt, eating grass, spitting it out. It's, you ever eat dirt, Hugh? You ever eat grass? Mm, no. 
No, go ahead, Tyron. I just wonder if you, I, if you I, ate I the get, grass. I get what Tyron. It, I get where you're coming from. It's a figure of speech. Yeah, I, I just wonder if you actually ate the grass. <laughs> well, you spit it out. <laughs> yes, I, we I need more guys that will up, eat the dirt, spit the grass out. I got it, Tyron. You're right, Tyron. But and one of the things I'm also saying is that when you look at your team from last year, when they had they brought in Joseph and Adamakin Sue, and it changed the, the 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 direction of their entire year. They were like Swiss cheese with their defense going up the middle, and I think they they I mean Epps, uh, what's his, the, the the linebacker Edwards was leading the team in tackles. Mm-hmm. He had Epps, even though he was young. He played. He made good decisions. He was tough, and I think the Eagles have lost that edge. And I, I think that um, as a coach, you have to – sometimes you have to coach hard. You, you can't just be a rah-rah kind of guy. And I'm not talking about getting emotional and, and telling I'm – t- I'm talking about with your decision-making. Of course. So you, you have to make hard decisions, and, and then they have to be the right ones. Tyrone, we appreciate it. I mean, I, again, the whole Patricia Desai thing in the middle of the season – it was a disaster. We felt that when it happened. You would felt panicky. Yes. And it really kind of set the tone for the downfall of the team. Like, they were going backwards a little bit anyway, but it really, I think it took it off the rails when they made that decision. Yeah, and I think that part of the reason why this decision is taking as long as it has is taken is because we were still a 10-1 football team before we went on this major slide. And I think that's where you, like, when you try to, you know, do the forensics on this thing, you try to figure out why, why did it go that route? Yeah, we need a team of forensics. <laughs> you know what I mean? We need a whole forensics team, like some law and order type stuff. That's where you try to figure it out. And that's why I feel like they feel like it's not as bad as it looked down the stretch. Now, you're only as good as your last game. I understand that. But when you look at the way the season starts, it's that, what's that song? Where did we go wrong? And yeah. maybe we can fix it. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> Tell me, where did we go wrong? <laughs> It's, That's kind of what it feels like, It sounds like, like you're painting a picture. You brought up Law & Order that Sirianni's not guilty. He gets to stay the coach. I, I, I'm not saying that, Joe. I'm not saying that. Like, I think that. So I know, think he's guilty. <laughs> I know you think Verdict. he's guilty. Guilty. I, I just need to have more information before I start making hasty decisions. So, I, well, number one, I don't think it's hasty to fire a coach to lose a six out of seven. And two, I, I understand yeah, your point. That was bad, though. But the rest of the league is, is like halfway through a coaching search. So yes, they are. So I, I assume we're going to keep this coach, but wait, and we're not going to enter it's a coaching only, It's only a few coaches that are off the list. Antonio Pierce. I'm going to stay with the Raiders. He's going to stay with the Raiders. Uh, Bill Belichick still, like, it looks like that's going to happen. It does, but then they scheduled interviews. Again, another one with Harbaugh. They have yeah, a they got with Harbaugh. Some, yeah, they got a couple more folks. Yeah, they not quite done to. yet. So it's, it's one of those things. So the Eagles are still in the hunt. I also do wonder, and I was thinking about this last night, I, I, it sounds like we're trending towards Sirianni back, but I, I feel like the NFL – frowns upon big news with coaching during the games, Saturday and Sunday. They don't want that to be the story. I don't think the Desai thing was major. No, that's not a real – no. no, I I mean, like, the Sirianni decision. Like, (laughs) the Eagles saying he's back or not could just be waiting until they they wanted to get through this weekend and let the games have their their fill here. 215-592-9494. He does love taking the spotlight away from – Well, he does. But the NFL doesn't love that. (laughs) Maybe they told the Eagles, just hold off here. Let's just just wait. All right, let's bring on uh, our next caller, Ethan – uh, Hugh, I want you to listen to his voice, see if you're if he sounds to you like anyone that we we hear from often. All right, Ethan, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Ethan. What's uh, up, buddy? I, I, I was told I was uh, I was told by the person that um, first 
picked up uh, that I did sound like Howie Roseman. Um, <laughs> good, uh, good to know that I have lore in the WIP universe. So, 100%, man. You, a couple years ago, it was a couple years ago, Ethan called me at night, mm-hmm. and we I forget what we were talking about, but the next day, I can see that. I can... the next day, uh, every show here was trying was listening back to the phone call, like, was, did Howie call Joe at night? Was that... Was that Howie actually talking about the Eagles? Ethan, we, we don't believe you're actually Howie, but you do sound like him. What are you thinking today? So, um, well, I, if, I, if I was Howie looking at this, um, I do see that we have a lot of work to do on the defensive side of the ball, um, drafting-wise. Um, but in terms of coaching, I just want some consistency because the one year that we did really well and got to the Super Bowl was the year that we had a uh, a second year with our O coordinator and our D coordinator mm-hmm. and both of them got poached and it was obvious having that consistency helped. So I just want to, I would want a head coach that would have the ability to make good play calls and not have to worry about losing one side, losing a coach to another team. Ethan, it's, I think it's huge. I mean, think about the 49ers. And I know they, they didn't play great on Saturday. They were choppy, but they won, right? And they're back in the title game for like the fourth time in six years. They never have to worry about their offense. Shanahan's not going anywhere. He, even if they lose defensive coordinators, they only have to fix one side of the ball because he's always there. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's my thought. And so uh, I'm trending towards you know getting rid of Sirianni as much as he's gotten us to the playoffs three years. That slide has kind of left a lot of questions about how much how much he helps this team. I, and, I agree. And especially if they're not going to compete for him or look like they quit late in the season. It's like, what does what he do around here? Ethan, man, good phone call. Good hearing from you. Can we hear uh, Howie's voice? That's one of, now that we just heard Ethan. You Let's know, I, th- I think it it really started in 2021. You know, obviously like um, 2020 was. A- it was obvious having that consistency helped. You didn't so, get to know the people as much as you normally do because I would want a head coach that would have the ability to were affected by COVID and um, it, in 2021 we knew that we had to make sure our process one side losing a coach. No, I got it. Yeah, it, it, I, I feel you. I, I mean, feel what you. a bit that would be if Howie called into WIP to give his t- his real takes on the team under a fake name. I mean, that would be next level kind of stuff. This guy went can't play. <laughs> That might have been what we were talking about. I forget when, when he when he called in. But, I mean, first of all, if that was Howie, if that actually was Howie Roseman, he said he wants Sirianni out. So just keep just just pocket that one away in case in case we get some news here. Terrence at Springfield. What's up, Terrence? Hey, Joe Kyle. What's up, man? What's up, Terrence? First of all, man, I was telling Kyle, I was telling Kyle on the phone, I, I would go to bringing Sirianni back with the coordinators. But my thing is, is he the guy for the job? My my thing is the way these guys use the shy as a scapegoat. And for me, I was I would say that he did a better job out of all the coordinators, out of the head coach. He did a better job, if you ask me, with that defense besides the San Fran game, inside the Giants game. Well, I mean, Terrence, I, I mean, you think back to the the middle of the season, right? The middle, and then you know before he got fired, they held the Chiefs down and won that game. They beat the the Dolphins, who at that point were scoring you know forty on everybody, and they they held them to seventeen points. Here, Sean Desai did some did some did decent. When, yeah, when you when you factor in how bad the personnel was in the linebackers at secondary, he really didn't do a terrible job. 
And you got to think about, too, is, is Jalen a guy, Jalen a guy too, for this job? Because can he be fixed? We we all saw how he performed last season. And my thing is, with Sirianni, this offense underachieved. Can, can this offense be fixed? Because to, to me, this offense performed the worst. I expected them to perform the best, but I feel like they performed the worst out of any of the units. And to me, Sirianni, I feel like bringing somebody in like a hardball, somebody like, like you said, like – Shanahan that can call the play, that have an offense, that have an identity. I feel like you're going to be going around the same ring around the rosy. If these coordinators come in, if we got to a bad start again, it's going to, the fans. He's going to lose the fans completely. Of course, I mean Terrence, he'll be fired in our minds week two or three. Like they're setting that potential up. Yeah, of course. And so I, I feel like if that's the route you want to go and bring Sirianni back, he better bring some production in here. He better have some answers because, like you said, these teams that had in the playoffs right now, some defenses out there, they're balling. They're playing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you and, know what? Another thing, they were young. Quite a few young guys out there playing, too. They out Quite there hooping you. And, and, and to me, we had no no clue of anything. And you, you, need, you need the pieces. You need the parts uh, to, to have a, a good defense, to have a good offense. If I feel like the Eagles right now, it, it will be it will be bedlam right now if we bring Sirianni back and this guy collapse because to me he don't have any answers. Well, and you know you'd be wasting next season, Terrence, and that I, that's my fear that they would do that. I think this is this is where I'm coming from when I say this because I know a lot of people when they hear me talk they get upset, they're furious because they want Nick Sirianni gone, Coach Sirianni gone. But I feel like that this offense is fixable with him at the helm. Because to your point, you bring in somebody here that that has a, a basic understanding of of your offensive philosophy and your terminology that you had from a year ago. And so the reason why I say that is because now the transition for my quarterback is not that great. Right. It's like the learning That's the, the Jim Bomb Cooter thing. Yeah, yeah he was here. <laughs> Jim Bomb. You gonna be alright with that name? <laughs> no, nah, take not you some at all. time. No, because I already got people calling and texting me talking about the name or whatever. So it's gonna take me a little bit of time. So, so you you have that aspect. There was fundamentally some things wrong with Jalen that I feel like if you get the right guy in here that will point them out to him mm-hmm. that you can fix, and we're back rolling. The defensive deficiencies, that's going to take a little bit longer. But if I can get my offense rolling with the personnel that I already have and maybe a few tweaks here and there, because I feel like the one th- what, what was one of the things that you noticed from this weekend that was really, really – prevalent in the games that we didn't do well tackling well besides Secondary that, play that well that's a big one I, I should have led you a little bit better run the ball oh yeah <laughs> running the ball Pacheco <laughs> yeah. like like Bill, when it, you look at all of these prolific offenses the, the running the ball was the, the thing that jumped out uh, to me the most Hugh I agree it was a big thing 215-592-9494 we'll keep the phone calls going to the next hour Sirianni and two new quarters are you okay with that plus Ralph Facchiano and our old friend Joe Santaliquito. Very interesting pieces over the weekend regarding Jalen Hurts, his relationship with Brian Johnson, and the locker room. It's deja vu all over again. We'll get to it next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. You can make a decision right now to get rid of, get lasting relief from joint pain. You know what the worst part about joint pain is? The pain. And you know what? When you're sitting down, you know what I'm talking about. When you're sitting down somewhere, and somebody asks you to get up and go get them something, you get up and you hear your joints creaking and everything, it is like the worst feeling in the world. And it even feels worse when you've been playing in the NFL for 10 years and your joints are all jacked up. But you don't have to go through that joint pain any longer because I'm going to tell you about my friends at QC Kinetic. 
I'm two treatments in and I got one this week and I cannot wait. The biggest thing that I've noticed with my treatments is my right knee, which was my absolute worst knee. It's feeling so much better and it's helped me out tremendously with my workouts. If you like to work out, you need to holler at my people at QC Kinetics. You know, your body has what it needs to restore and repair itself already. And QC Kinetics can get that for you and make it even better. This is no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatment has arrived and hundreds of board certified QC Kinetics providers have treated a ton of satisfied patients all over America and they're ready to treat you. Hip pain, back pain, any pain associated with arthritis or injury, call my people at QC Kinetics. Get on the, get on the schedule today for a free consultation at 215-999-3000. That's 215-999-3000. One more time. 215. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 